0: First, dip your toe in the shallow end of all this AI and chat, GBT, we're hearing about rather than diving right into the deep end. Produce companies and retailers need to automate and organize their foundational data before they can build upon it, improve it, and gain that competitive edge with the explosion of AI tech. None of your data matters if you don't know how to find insights from it that you can then use to take action on, making smart buying, selling, marketing, investment decisions. Hi, I'm Amy Sauder, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. This is our third partnered episode with Zag Technical Services for a series on technology and produce from the field to packing house to retail shelf. Our two co-host partners chat with Zag data and software expert, Tom No. They get into the nitty gritty about data, big and small. Before we dive in, we'd love you to know about our next contest of the Produced Artist Award Series, which is a contest featuring all your summer merchandising displays. Tell your merchandisers or produce managers to email us six to 10 photos of their current store produce displays, along with their name, job title, company, and location to artists at producemarketguide.com. That's artists, plural, with an S. Back to Tom and our co-hosts. Let's join their chat.
1: Welcome back to the tip of the iceberg podcast with the Packer and talking all things ag tech. I'm your host, Rob Collings, Marketing Director at Zag Technical Services, and I'm joined by my co-host, Melinda Goodman at Full Tilt Marketing. Hey, Melinda, how are you today?
2: Hey, I'm pretty good. I have like California weather. It's like 90 some degrees in North Dakota.
1: That's nice. And last time we spoke, I think you were like somewhere between Colombia, avocados and a cattle ranch. So what's been going on in your world?
2: Yeah. So I came back from Colombia after I got to learn about all things avocados, which was fantastic. But not only do I get thrown back into my own business, but sometimes uh, proximity means you end up on the cattle ranch from time to time.
1: So Melinda, I'm super excited as I always am about our guests. And today I in fact have Zag colleague with us. So I'm going to to introduce one of our own, Tan No, who's Vice President of Data and Software Services at SAG. So Tan brings a wealth of expertise, having diligently worked his way up the ranks in the technology industry, with a diverse background encompassing roles as a technician, analyst, developer, and systems architect. We'll have to ask him all about that. Uh, He has acquired a comprehensive understanding of various facets within the field. Notably, Tan has demonstrated his prowess in leveraging the potential of big data to drive system enhancement and automation, resulting in transformative outcomes for renowned organizations such as Amway and the California State Hospitable Syst- Hospitable? Hospital System. Hey, welcome, Tan. How are you, man? Thank you, Ron. I'm doing well. Excellent. Good to hear. So all the uh, the laughter aside from my uh, you know, intro, which is full of wonderful hyperbole. Glad that you're joining us because we've got some interesting stuff to talk about around data and big data and how ag businesses are, can and are, are leveraging that. So Melinda, you must be a bit excited about this one.
2: Well, I love what data does for us. But I mean, before we jump into big data, I mean, welcome to agribusiness. I mean, I'm an ag girl at heart. So as much as I love the intersection of fresh produce and food and health, I mean, I hope you're super excited to come over to the ag side and really show us how we can transform our businesses. So I I can't wait to see how like you're translating all you've learned over your long career and how it can make us better, better companies, better marketers, you know, better salespeople more efficient because we have a huge job to feed the world and you know it doesn't come by gut instinct alone
3: definitely it's a really exciting space to get into as you work with data in various industries some of the challenges become quite similar but the outcomes are very different to your point as we move to improve different ways that companies can benefit from better use of data make more informed decisions it impacts the industry overall And pretty much
1: impacts the rest of the world.
2: Because everybody eats.
3: That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. And look, you know, Melinda and I, we've talked often about the amount of data analytics and the interpretation of data in marketing, but it's everywhere in ag from the field to the dock and into retail and food service rights so you know tan a lot of people don't understand the role of data though and the ability to create solutions so you lead the data and software services group at uh, at zag what exactly does dss do
3: We at DSS are an emerging practice area for ZAG, dedicated to the modernization of clients, their technologies and processes to create new competitive advantages as they continue their digital transformation journey to maturity. Uh, So whether it's a a large scale ERP migration that we can help support or a small time-saving automation, uh, we are positioned as advisors to our clients and we bring forward technologies that align with modern software data analytics strategies and pretty much everything in between
1: makes good sense and what sort of you know you mentioned erps and and automations what sort of challenges do you see zag clients coming to you with in their day-to-day
3: you know, the industry is sort of behind the times in adopting some of the things that could really benefit them. So what we see is there's still a lot of what I would call manual processes at play. And what I mean by manual processes is there's a lot of repetitive work that's done via spreadsheets and other forms of lower-end technologies that have served well throughout the years. There's an opportunity for a lot of these organizations to modernize that whole stack, not just the technology, but the processes that are involved and also the outcomes. As you can imagine, when you do have a large number of processes that are still manual in nature, they tend to be error-prone. Uh, they tend to just repeat over and over as we work to help companies use technologies to do something Of this, it also opens up the staff members to do more meaning for the company to advance them further.
2: So I really like kind of thinking about this a little bit. uh, I have so many questions, as I always do. Rob knows that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, me on my
1: toes
2: too. So first, I mean, you've worked in organizations much different than ag, but like you said, they some of them kind of have the same problems, even if the outcomes are different. But you mentioned that ag is behind. Why do you think ag's behind or maybe lagging a little bit in their adoption of automated systems or, or some of this data work?
3: I think it's a result of a combination of things. Um, If we take a look at the modernization of technologies and platforms, usually they're in high-profile industries such as health or finance and the like. So you'll see a lot of companies innovate in those spaces. You combine that with the uh, lack of, uh, shall we say, options to advance and uh, the traditional methods that have been proven to work well in agribusiness. You've got a curve that is uh, slower growing than some of the other industries, if that makes sense.
2: I wonder if it's, I'm just postulating, of course, Ag is obviously wildly innovative when it comes to technology, like in the field or in operations, right? We have some of the most state-of-the-art equipment in a tractor, in a packing shed, in all the ways they're doing things. And then all of a sudden, for whatever, we get the back office, right? And like, we're treating it like it's 1980, maybe not that far, but that was probably the DOS era. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, it's interesting to think that we have truly innovative people. Maybe how do you move them forward? Because it's not that they don't want to innovate, they're using innovation all over their company. So how do we move that part of the company forward at the same level of rapid pace as maybe the rest of the company is moving forward?
3: That's an excellent point you bring up, Melinda, where a lot of the innovation has been focused on operations or how they do what they do better. I think the the recent advancement in companies to understand the power of refined data, wherever it comes from in their company, and the ability to take that refined data and translate that into analytics insights that you can take action on actions of better decisions, actions of better planning or strategies. I think the more companies that start to realize this, will start to see a shift in not just focusing on improving operations. Like to your point, a lot of the advanced equipment out there can do pretty cool things. But when it comes to the back office and how you collect that data, bring it together and make good use of it, I think that's where there's lots of opportunities. And in order to move forward, what we can do is twofold. One, help the industry understand that that the investments in these areas don't necessarily need to be at large scale where they're planning years and years of large digital transformations. Sometimes a lot of things can move forward as you improve the different areas of data management. That's where it all starts, really, from the ground level. Uh, And what I mean by that is if you take a look at some of the buzzwords today, like artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, data science, and all that, there's still a dependency on having good foundational data. And so when we talk about that foundational data, it is all of these processes that are done by the manual processes as of today's. That leads up to the data that's pushed into those advancements. And if the foundational parts of data, how it's being generated, managed, collected, are suffering for the organization, then that challenge will translate itself into the outcomes of any of the advancements. So it's really for us to be able to help companies understand that in order to get to that mature state, a lot of the things that we can do to help them with that foundational layer of data will help them improve today as well as well into tomorrow.
1: That makes sense. And I've got a follow-up question, but it occurs to me to something you said, Melinda, with all of the robots in the field and drones and sensors and Apple packing lines that have image sensing and machine learning in them. I know some of those things are not new, some are. That they all produce data. They all have sensors in them producing data. And so I think one of the really interesting things I observe to a lot of to the point of what Tan was saying is that whilst There's farmers and growers and packers and shippers have been very, very innovative and on the cutting edge of innovation for decades, data is a new part of their life. And I think there's an interesting opportunity for companies to take that and leverage that for competitive advantage. But So that's just an observation, but Tan, back to something you were saying, I've had a little bit of a sneak peek behind the curtain. I know that you and your team are developing some solutions to help companies make better informed decisions using all of that data that's being created now. So tell us how those needs identified and what you're up to.
3: Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, this is a great opportunity to share some of the advancements. We have uh, an example of a, a an opportunity where we can do just what we've been talking about, take the knowledge and skills that we've learned within and spread it out to more of the industry. And so in this particular example, we've worked with a company that is using a prominent ERP system, an ERP system that has been matured over many years, and they've been using this on a day-to-day basis for operations, for production, for delivery of uh, what they do. And as they have matured this ERP with the company, one of their biggest challenges is being able to take the data that is being managed throughout that ERP system and bring it into a format that allows them to report quickly on different aspects of the business within the company, as well as come up with new ways to look at that data so that they can um, be well informed when it comes to uh, either enhancements uh, operationally or even decisions for that business. So, this particular instance allowed us to work very closely with them and to understand what their current process is to refine that data. And to our surprise, they were not able to easily get the data that was meaningful to them in a very efficient or quick manner and went through a lot of manual steps in order to produce some sort of reporting to allow for that analytics. And what this involved was it would take, uh, up to weeks or months even to generate a report for data um, from the backend system for their ERP system where it's not as straightforward. It's not organized in a way that allows somebody from a business end of things to access and just pick up what they're looking for. And it's a common problem when you're working with these large ERP systems. In order for those systems to work well, they are designed in a way that structures data where machines can do a lot of the efficient work behind the scenes. And that's great if you're a machine, but in today's world, our analysts are really looking to get to that refined data so that they can do what they need to. For us to be able to come in and put together a solution which involved modernized processes to collect that data behind the scenes out of the ERP system backend, bring that data into a visible pipeline that creates transparency to lineage and other aspects that weren't available before. Delivering a refined data set in a way that allows them to use the reporting tool sets of choice and to get to the data much faster in a more efficient way. Bringing this solution to play allows them to take the data that they already own and are generating, easily translate that into reports, dashboards and other mechanisms that allows them to create those insights and actions coming out of what they have.
1: Every company, big and small, relies on technology from the field to the warehouse to administration. Uptime stability is critical to your bottom line and to supply chain continuity. Cybersecurity is one of the greatest risks to modern agriculture. Contact Zag Technical Services for your technology risk assessment and let us check your tech.
0: Visit ZagTech.com.
2: That's kind of amazing when you think about it, right? Like you're, you have to have the ERP tool. You need the ERP tool. But at the same time, like everything in that ERP is yours. It's your data. It's your inputting it. And yet at the same time, you can't use it. It's not meaningful to you in its interesting form. That seems like an intuitive thing, like it should be there. But I also understand what you're saying is you have to build a system that can do the same thing for everybody over and over and over and over again, regardless of what data they put in. So it's maybe not as easy to put out a back-end product because everybody's needs, to how they extract data, how they view data are different. So that's really where your team comes in and brings this intellectual way of looking at data and building systems that kind of can superload their ERPs
3: Exactly. And that was a thought process, too, where this ERP system is used widely by many, and they are going to be sharing the same types of challenge. So if we were to create a a repeatable framework and a product that allows us to basically allow them to move leaps and bounds ahead in being able to use their data with a solution like this, that's what we're aiming to do, is to share that advancement and allow companies to not have to go through the pains of growing, um, trying to make better use of the ERP data that they currently own, but we, we work with them, we bring this product to them, and we shorten the time for them in order to get to that highly usable data to make that impact for the business.
2: Yeah, so the bottom line here, I mean, I know every one of my clients in a moment when we're talking about anything new, it doesn't matter what it is, could be my services, could be new technology, could be a new tractor. What's the bottom line? How does this save them money or give them more time back or create more efficiency? That's really what they care about.
3: Exactly. And there are many aspects that come to mind the speed to an implemented solution where they don't have to spend months building something themselves. We're going to be bringing forward options of being able to run this within their environment or uh, in a future time, we'll be able to host a solution for them as well in a subscription model where uh, some companies may not have an internal team that can manage a solution like this. And we, we do. So that's an option that we'll be bringing forward as well. Being able to standardize the data sets for them to see components like sales, inventory, products, do that in a a very fast manner where they can start looking at their own data and making better decisions for their business. Uh, We're also able to save time in that regard, where if it takes you weeks or months to just come up with a new report that, let's say, a a CEO or an executive is asking for, what does that do when we can reduce that time to a matter? of days. So there are a lot of, I would say, capabilities that we're bringing forward that will advance. And that advancement can be as simple as cost savings and time savings, or it could go further depending on the maturity of how well they use their data. I'm
2: seeing heroes in the making. Rob, did you just hear what he said about like when your CEO asks for something, you can get him his answer in a matter of days. You know, really, he's going to make some heroes in that, like make you look good for the buffs.
1: I think he will. What's kind of interesting, right? You know, Melinda, you've lived the ag industry and produce for a very long time. And if you think about the speed at which, say, Fresh Cut operates, their time horizons hours, not days, right? Versus months. Yeah, particularly
2: months, right? Like waiting months to see a report like the market has changed, the situation has changed, it's irrelevant today.
1: Right. And so, you know, everything Khan had talked about, you know, cost savings, but just making faster, more effective decisions, more efficiently. Every executive, you know, she's going to be like, yeah, I want that. And so hopefully we have lots of data analysts in ag companies who are made into heroes and sales directors are giving their IT folks high fives because they're getting what they need faster and more efficiently. Tan, you know, it's super encouraging to hear this and it's great to hear how you're taking data and, and for our audience. A way to think about this perhaps is you're looking at a spreadsheet that's like 100 or 500 rows long. Well, what does that mean, right? How do you make sense of that really, really quickly of all that information? And it's encouraging to know that there's a path forward this for, for folks in ag. If someone's interested in learning more about what you're up to, where do they go to find out?
3: They could find out more information directly on our website. That would be ZagTech.com backslash DSS. Perfect. And
2: I'm sure our fine friends at the Packer in the tip of the iceberg will put that in the links when they post this as well. We ask all of our guests if they had a crystal ball and they could look into the future. What's the future of data in ag or where's it going? Give us some final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with.
3: As far as the crystal ball goes, I think what I would say is as data is being recognized more and more as becoming a very important asset for companies, many of the leaders will have aspirations to advance and use things like what we hear, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science. And what we're going to see is the the need to drive forward, but then also leading to the need to solve for the common dependency which is how they can better manage their data as it is today in order to help improve their ability to get to ai and other things Um, one of the things that you know is on fire in the market right now is infusing ai into a lot of solutions and you know we hear about it almost every day but even ai depends on the value of the data And if that data is not accurate, if it is not in good shape, then AI may give you an answer that is not going to business. And so, as we move forward, what we'll probably see is um, the advanced end state of AI machine learning is going to drive more excitement and more need for data. And what we're going to see is a renewed effort on getting the data that's foundational in order, if you will, by bringing in a lot of these automations, a lot of these smaller pieces to set that foundation.
2: Data in, data out. So we only want the best data in and you and your team create the opportunity for the best data out. Exactly. Rob, any last thoughts today?
1: Well, you know, I'm excited. And I think that, you know, the, what I'm learning and what I'm you know hearing from Tan is that you know, we've got data everywhere. How do you make sense of it? And then how do you use it, right? How do you turn it into insights inside your business? And I think that's going to be one of the great challenges and one of the great opportunities for ag. And I'm excited that we know that folks in ag and leadership in ag are very, very forward thinking people. They invest in ways to be more efficient and deliver more value and help feed the nation. And so it's going to be interesting to see how um, they take advantage of this opportunity.
2: It's, I love all these interviews that we do. And it's interesting how every single interview takes us back full circle in some way, shape, or form. And the world of ag is clearly connected by, it's interconnected as the first place, but now we're also learning how connected it becomes with data. In one of our past episodes, we spoke with Martha Montoya of Ag Tools, who who was showing us all the ways they're using 300-some sources to harness the power of outside data so farmers can make uh, better farming decisions and really build systems that people can trust the data, and yet here she is seeking 300-some outside data points, potentially that she's aggregating to make these really interesting stories. But I don't think producers realize the amount of their own data that they're sitting on that is in and of itself a goldmine for how they can do business and make changes if they just had the ability to really harness that data. And that's what you and your team are here for. So I can't wait to learn more and see how transformational you're going to be in business and all the superheroes it's going to make. Because again, I love the fact that the sales guys are going to have to like high five the data team or the IT team at some point and be like, oh man, thanks for making me look so good. Because we all like to look good in sales and marketing. So at Zag, you guys are, are really harnessing the power of human capacity. You're taking what we already know and you're just, you're supercharging it. And it's really exciting to see how digital tools are really helping transform and optimize our business in new and exciting ways that we couldn't even imagine and what that's going to mean for the evolution and future of agriculture. I look forward to each and every one of these conversations and really how it advances not only our own knowledge, but the industry's knowledge and how the use of ag tech is changing how we do business today. So thank you so much for Ton for joining us here and for the Packer for having us uh, co host the Tip of the Iceberg podcast.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I found it interesting how Tan said, we have to make sure our current data is accurate first our foundational existing data before we can incorporate AI and in the latest innovations. Because even AI will make mistakes that won't help our business if we don't check that out first and make sure we have a good foundation. To learn more, visit Zagtech's site, um, the specific page called zagtech.com forward slash solutions forward slash data dash software dash services forward slash to learn more. Anyway, check out our other tip of the iceberg podcast episodes. In our last episode, I chatted with Josh Schrader of South 40 Snacks on how and why some nut bars are entering the grocery store's produce department. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button and rate us on your preferred podcast platform. It actually does help us. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? We have courses on CEA or high tech indoor growing, controlled environment agriculture. We have courses all about organic certifications and what they actually mean. Produce Buying Fundamentals, and Merchandising 101. Hey, show these course completion certificates to your boss to ask for a raise or a new role, or put it on your LinkedIn. Remember, it's at produceedu.com. In this episode's show notes, you can find a link to Zagtech's site and also many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, and insights. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.